I've reported other people's stories for a long time, confronting people in power. But behind this broadcast voice, I've hidden my greatest secret. I was in an abusive marriage. It lasted a year, but it changed my life. Part of me always blamed myself for what happened, and I've lived with the shame. So many of us live like this. It's time we change that. I'm Anna Maria Tremonti. Welcome to Paradise is my story. Available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. This is White Coat Black Art. Should women in their 40s be able to get breast cancer screening on demand? In medical circles, it's a big debate. Breast cancer specialists say women in their 40s should get regular mammograms because early detection saves lives. Opposing those doctors is the Canadian Task Force on Preventive Health Care. In 2011, the task force said no to regular mammograms for women in their 40s, saying that screening in that age group leads to unnecessary biopsies and needless anxiety while not saving lives. In 2018, the task force added that women in their 40s who want screening could talk to their healthcare provider about the pros and cons. Breast cancer doctors say those guidelines have discouraged healthcare providers from screening women in their 40s and that some of those women have paid with their lives. They want new guidelines. And in 2023, the federal government gave the task force funding to expedite its review, expected to be released this spring. That's the doctor debate. Lately, this back and forth is being transformed by some new folks. Hi, my name is Carolyn Holland. I'm currently 45, and two years ago when I was 43, I was diagnosed with synchronous bilateral breast cancer. So I've been living with the repercussions of that ever since. I'm a mom to a 15-year-old. I'm a museum professional, and that's a bit about me. Hi, my name is Shannon Coates. I am 43 years old. Uh, I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I have two boys, a six-year-old and a 12-year-old. I was diagnosed in 2022 August with HER2 positive triple negative. And then when I had my double mastectomy, I was changed to HER2 positive triple positive. I just finished 14 months worth of treatments. Call Shannon Coates and Carolyn Holland the new debaters. They represent a growing army of women in their 40s who say they, and not doctors, should make the call on breast cancer screening. Shannon, let's start with you. How do you feel about Canada's current guidelines recommending that routine breast cancer screening start at age 50? Well, for me, I'm pretty passionate about it because I have been declined. I used to live in Montreal, Quebec. From age 25 to 35, I lived there saying to my family doctor that I had three family members, my mom, my aunt, and my grandma's sister who had breast cancer. I still was denied. Then when I moved to Winnipeg, Manitoba, I was continually denied. And I found through self-breast exams that I did have breast cancer at age 42. So with the age across Canada being 50, it infuriates me, and I 100% believe that it should be changed and lowered to at least 40 for the general population, and if there's a family history, to age 35. Carolyn, what do you think? 
Well, I agree with Shannon that uh, the current guidelines are really not serving the Canadian public well. Of course, um, Shannon and I are both examples of late diagnoses of breast cancer in our 40s that had the screening guidelines recommended that women at 40 begin being included in screening programs if they're at average risk. Both of our cancers would have been caught earlier. We would have been subjected to far less uh, harsh treatment. So absolutely, I think that the guidelines need to be need to be changed to reflect current science because they don't. Now, in fairness, the guidelines do say that some women in their 40s may wish to be screened and should have a discussion about that with their care provider. Carolyn, how effective would that have been in your case? The reality for me is that I didn't even know that it was an option. Obviously, you know, we, we want to be proactive in our own health care, but there's only so much that we can know. And we do rely on our family doctors, our primary care physicians, to be the ones informing us. And so, you know, my family doctor reminded me it was time for a tetanus booster. So it seems strange for these kind of preventive measures we're told about and our our doctors let us know that they're coming due or that we're eligible. But for whatever reason, breast cancer seems to be the one, breast cancer screening seems to be the one that is actively hushed up and not spoken about. The task force arguments, and they say they're on scientific ground, are that starting screening at 40 would result in more false positives and would lead uh, women to require more testing to show that they didn't have cancer, uh, leading to needless anxiety while they were waiting for the results of those tests. What, Shannon, what do you think of arguments like that? <laughs> yes, a false positive, like you said, would be very anxiety-ridden. But doing regular mammograms would be beneficial to us women to be able to know, okay, maybe a false positive, then let's go to an ultrasound. And then we could then 100%, yes, it's cancer. No, it's not, because then you would do two small screenings. For example, my my type of breast cancer is the most aggressive. I have now finished my treatment. It has cost $1 to $1.5 million on healthcare here in Manitoba. If I had an ultrasound, what would it cost? maybe cost them an hour's worth of pay to find out if I'd cancer or not. And I was found at stage three. So if I waited till age 50, let's just say that I would be dead and probably not talking to you. So the task force truly needs to wake up and go with the rest of Canada and even the United States that are seeing age 40 is very proactive in getting the women tested properly. Shannon Coates just referred to the United States where last May, the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force draft recommendations called for regular screening mammograms beginning at age 40. Having different ages in the U.S. and Canada makes things confusing for women seeking answers. Then there's the provinces. In Manitoba, where Shannon lives, screening begins at age 50. Four provinces, among them B.C. and Nova Scotia, begin screening at age 40. And this year, Ontario and New Brunswick will join that 40 group. To breast cancer survivors like Shannon... The confusion in recommendations means some women don't get screened early enough to make a difference. Shannon, what's your health uh, like now? Well, I have just finished chemotherapy. It's been 14 months of fighting it, and now I still have another two, if not three, surgeries for 2024. Boy, that's a long road for you. Yep. (laughs) 
it is. I've had to take a full year and a half off work and I'm unemployed. So it's been pretty challenging for our family. When we do stories like these, we focus on women in their 40s who've had breast cancer. I have to wonder if on some level you resent the idea that you have to have breast cancer to be able to have an opinion on this subject. I would venture to say that um, folks shouldn't just have opinions if they have breast cancer, even if they just have breasts, because this is something that we know affects one in eight women. And so what these guidelines are doing and their limitations and the harms that they're causing, this should be of primary concern for all Canadians, not just women who have had breast cancer, because ultimately... It's too late for both Shannon and I. Uh, We've been, you know, we've been given a disservice by the guidelines. And so I advocate for other women so that they don't have to go through what I've been through. And I think we need more voices because it's not just, you know, a niche cause. It's not just, you know, pink washing. Pink washing. Can you say more about that? Pink washing. Well, I use the term again saying that I've seen it before that, you know, October rolls around. And everyone is on board with, you know, breast cancer awareness and there are runs and there's fundraising and there's all kinds of like feel good campaigns about it. And, you know, we're we're pegged as survivors and somehow we overcame. But what I know now and what I feel is being missed is that so much of this is so needless. This has real impacts to our personal lives, but to our families, to society as a whole. My my youngest son was four when I was diagnosed. He thought, and I didn't know this, I couldn't for a year and a half put him to bed and he wouldn't hug me for age four and five. And he just turned six. Why? My son thought he could catch breast cancer. So unfortunately, with this task force, they have failed myself, Carolyn, and many women in Canada. And it's you can hear in my voice, like it's it's frustrating and it's 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 disheartening. So you have to advocate for your own health. Carolyn, what would you like to see done with the guidelines? I would like to see the guidelines reflect current science. They are primarily based on randomized control trials that took place 40 to 60 years ago. I find it laughable that some of these studies took place before I was born. And yet this is the data that the task force is hanging their hats on to deny women in their 40s mammograms, to deny women with dense breasts, supplemental screening, and so on and so forth. And certainly, I would like to see guidelines made by a task force that is made up of subject matter experts so that they understand the data, they understand the consequences of the decisions they make. It's so outdated to to look at patients as purely numbers, that we have no value beyond that. Shannon, what do you think? Uh, Should the guidelines be revised or should they be ditched altogether? The guidelines have to be revised. It's they have to. It just it blows my mind thinking that we have minimum four provinces that say age 40. And then obviously Ontario and another province are coming on, I believe, this year. Manitoba, wake up. Look at the look at the provinces around you get to age 40. I agree with everything Carolyn said. Like, we have to have this change. I note that uh, many health practitioners have been arguing before the task force for a long time to lower the screening age, and they haven't been successful. Is it time for, for patients to take over and take on the task force themselves? 
I would. I would in a heartbeat because of what I endured in the last year and a half. And I'm sure Caroline can also agree with me. No human should have to endure what we've endured. So us patients should maybe band together as a suggestion and take on legislation full on, whether it's Ottawa or in each province. The uh, task force is currently evaluating the evidence. Uh, at some point in the future, in the next few months, they're going to come up with revised guidelines. Uh, how confident are you, Carolyn? Let's start with you, that, that the task force will listen to the pleas of patients such as you and Shannon. I would like to be optimistic, but unfortunately, I have seen far too much to to be so, you know, naive as to think we're going to get what we all deserve. The task force actually, one of the co-chairs actually went on record repeatedly with different media outlets stating that there is no new evidence. And so long as the outdated randomized controlled trials are included in it, I am not confident at all that we will see the revision to the guidelines that Canadian women deserve. How urgent is it that you get this message out directly to women? Uh, Shannon, let's start with you. I will 100% agree with Carolyn if she could say it louder to the people in the back exactly what she said. It needs to be done ASAP, look at how many women are affected and also how many women that it keeps on increasing and increasing each year that the women are younger. How far are you willing to go to uh, try to overturn the guidelines as they exist right now, Carolyn? <laughs> I'm willing to go more or less wherever it takes, I feel like. Patient advocacy, I think, is it's truly important. This is, again, saying with the government, um, we're their constituents. We have concerns. They should be listening to us. I have attended the HESA committee hearings where um, specialists testified to government, to the health committee on the urgency of this and truly the the need to revamp the whole process in order to save Canadian lives. I spend inordinate amount of time writing, writing letters to MPs, writing letters to uh, directors of agencies, writing letters to anyone who will listen. And I spend a considerable amount of my time, again, like Shannon, uh, advocating to fellow women. I'm shameless. I have said that I am beyond shameless. I will approach women in grocery store lines. I have approached a woman in a dental office. I have talked to women at their doors when I buy stuff off Facebook Marketplace if people aren't telling us, if the doctors aren't telling us, if the task force isn't serving us, if the government isn't helping us, then yes, we need to start doing it ourselves. But ultimately, until there's a shift in thinking and until, you know, guidelines come up to speed, I think we're still going to be seeing issues. We'll be right back. I'm Elena Hudgens-Lyle. And I'm Harvinder Vadva. We're the hosts of Inappropriate Questions, and we're back with Season 3. With some fantastic guests, we break down questions like... Is asking where are you from appropriate small talk? Is it okay to ask a co-worker how much do you make? Should you ask a polyamorous person, do you get jealous? Inappropriate Questions Season 3. Available now on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to White Coat Blackheart. This week, the women who think breast cancer screening should begin at age 40. They're pushing back against the Canadian Task Force guidelines that regular screening should only begin at age 50. They've joined a small group of physicians 
who have tried to get the task force to move the screening age to 40. My name is Anna Wilkinson. I'm a family doctor and a GP oncologist in Ottawa. And I became very interested in breast cancer because I teach family doctors how to become family doctors. And I was being told that they shouldn't be screening women in their 40s. But I was looking after lots of women in their 40s with advanced breast cancer. And so it's something that I've tried to look into and research and understand in greater depth. I wanted to ask Dr. Wilkinson about her efforts to convince the task force to change its guidelines and if she thinks women like Shannon and Carolyn might be more persuasive. Dr. Anna Wilkinson, welcome to White Coat Blackheart. Thank you very much for having me. What efforts did you and your colleagues make last fall to try and get the Canadian task force to change its guidelines to allow screening of women in their 40s for breast cancer? Last fall, we asked for a pause in the process because we wanted more time to try and incorporate all of the evidence that should be used for these guidelines and not just a lot of the older randomized controlled trials, which in some cases are up to 60 years old. How would you describe your approach? Right now, my role with the new breast cancer guidelines is that I'm working with the evidence review team. So I'm helping to bring together and provide expertise into the evidence that's being used to inform the new guidelines. And what we really wanted was time to go through this evidence very carefully and try and determine how we could best relate older evidence to the situation that's ongoing now for breast cancer, where, you know, we've seen so many treatment advances, so many advances in imaging. Would you say that your approach was or is scientific, just point the updated scientific evidence in the direction of the of the task force and hope that they change the guidelines? Or, or is there an element of advocacy there? I think there's both. My interest in this began partially through my work with Statistics Canada. And we did a, a large study where we looked at what were the impacts of screening women or not screening women in their 40s. And we did a study with Statistics Canada. And we found that there was significantly more advanced breast cancer if women didn't live in a province that had screening for women in their 40s. Certainly, I've been an advocate to look at how we're determining these these guidelines, look at the evidence used. It really makes no sense to use evidence from 40 to 60 years ago at this point. The crux of the matter here is that if we're continuing to use or prioritize uh, randomized controlled trials, these sort of gold standard trials, then really you know, is old science, even if it's theoretically a higher quality, better than newer science that might be a slightly lower quality study, but a big population-based studies that reflect the reality of today. And certainly the public pronouncements would suggest that the Canadian Task Force seems pretty satisfied with the notion that women in their 40s should not be screened for the reasons that they've stated, you know, unnecessary uh, testing and, and needless anxiety they, they seem singularly determined not to amend their guidelines. Uh, do you think I have a point there? I, th- I would agree. I think there's a very strong anti-screening bias within the, the task force. And they've, you know, the reason I think that is because it's been publicly stated. I think the task force continually stresses more than anything the harms of screening as opposed to the benefits. I'll give you an example. Overdiagnosis is the concept that a cancer would never cause a problem in a woman's life. And so they use a rate of 48% for women in their 40s. They basically say that one out of two cancers for women in their 40s would never cause a problem in that woman's life. 
And for the minute you turn 50, they use a rate of 5%. And so, you know, if you use common sense, that just does not make sense. There's lots of evidence out there that says this is not the case. How much harm do you think is being done to women in their 40s because of that? Well, I think there's there's been a huge amount of harm. I think the task force recommendations are... They're the playbook for busy family physicians who really don't have time to look into the evidence. You know, if the guidelines say don't screen a woman in their 40s, the family physicians will not bring it up as a discussion point. If women bring it up and say, should I be screened? Then then the answer is no, because that's what the guidelines say. And I find even in provinces like Ontario now that are starting to 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 introduce screening, at the moment, you still need a family physician referral. And many doctors are still telling their patients not to go, even though it's offered in the province because of these guidelines. So there's been many, many women who've uh, not had access to screening because of this. Do you think that women are dying as a result? Oh, yes, absolutely. If you look at the observational trials, there's a big trial that was done in 2014 that looked at 2.8 million Canadian women. So a huge trial and it found a 44% reduction in mortality if you were screened versus not screened. So it's really significant. Um, and I, you know, the other reason I know that there's, there's lives being lost is we did a similar study with Statistics Canada that looked at survival and looked at mortality. And we saw just living in a province that had a screening program for women in their 40s meant your survival was significantly improved and your mortality was significantly lower if you got breast cancer. You know, four out of 100 women are dying in different provinces because of degraded access to screening. You sound frustrated. Well, it's hard to understand with with all of the the science and the data that we have why we're still discussing this, quite honestly. Around the time that the Canadian Task Force uh, announced that it would complete its review sometime this year, 2024, and be, uh, we began seeing and hearing breast cancer survivors particularly, but, but women in general, basically telling uh, the Canadian Task Force to mind its own business and let women decide when and how they want to be screened. What do you make of that? I think patient advocacy is so important. I think a lot of the advances in our country that we've seen have come from patient advocacy. So there's now notification of breast density across the country that, that wasn't there before. And a lot of the provincial um, programs to screen women in their 40s are, are due to the work of patient advocates. But ultimately, I believe that we should have an approach within our task force that is progressive, that uses common sense, that's science-based, so that we can respond to evolving practices, to technologies, to treatment, so that we don't have to rely on patient advocates. We should be doing this regardless. And I think the risk of having to rely on patient advocates is that not all populations can advocate equally. And then I think you run into health inequities. How important is it the Canadian task force get this right scientifically in in your view, as, as opposed to just ignoring the Canadian task force as some provinces are already doing? I think it's critical because the task force is a venerable institution. It's highly respected. Family doctors listen. And so until we have this change, we're going to see that family docs are not recommending that their their patients 
go for screening. We're also going to see that provinces and territories don't feel that they need to institute screening programs because it's not suggested by the, the task force. I also think there's one other point that's really important. When you say that screening for breast cancer should start at 50, what you're creating there is an unconscious bias that I see not infrequently among family physicians that it's not really common or possible to have breast cancer earlier than age 50. And so I think when women present symptomatically, so we're not talking screening anymore, but when they come in with a lump or a new finding and they're younger than 50, there's a bias created for family physicians that, well, this can't be cancer because they're not the age where we screen, so we don't think about cancer in these women. And quite often, diagnoses are delayed because of this feeling and this, this unconscious bias. This show is about the advocacy of women who, who uh, want to take matters into their own hands. So they're advocating for screening a as they see fit. What are you hoping that the Canadian task force will take from that advocacy? I hope that the Canadian task force realizes what an important issue this is. I hope they realize that whatever recommendation they make is going to impact women's lives because this is an evidence game, but, but there's so much more at stake than that. Uh, and it's so critical that, that we listen to these patient advocates and the, and the tireless work that they're doing. How concerned are you that the Canadian task force might, in effect, get its back up and double down on its guidelines because, because it doesn't think it's in the business of listening to women advocating for themselves? I mean, I think the guidelines have to be based on science. The issue is the science isn't going to change. If you are focusing only on these gold standard randomized control trials, there are no, no more of these trials. It is not ethical anymore to do a trial where you deny women screening in one arm and you allow them to have screening in the other arm. And so if we keep relying on data from 60 years ago, these recommendations will not change because that data has not changed. If there is a more fulsome approach where we are able to look at other types of data, so what's called observational data, if we can look at changing incidents, changing patterns in our, our population, because our population, when these old trials done, was primarily white, and now we're very much a multicultural population, and that comes with an earlier onset of breast cancer. So if we can pull all of this information in and use that, I think that our guidelines might change. But if we continue to only value these randomized controlled trials from 60 years ago, they will not change. So to cut to the chase, the advocacy is the icing on the cake, but the cake is the science. And you feel the science is on the side of screening women in their 40s. Absolutely. If you look at the newer science, it's indisputable. We asked the task force for comment. A spokesperson said it is, quote, fully engaged in its extensive evidence review at this time and would prefer to wait to discuss the update, which it hopes to release in the spring. That's our show this week. Our email address is whitecoat at cbc.ca. If you like this episode, please give us a rating and review wherever you listen. White Coat Black Art was produced this week by senior producer Colleen Ross with help from Stephanie Dubois, Jennifer Warren, and Samir Chabra. Our digital producer is Ruby Buiza. That's medicine from my side of the gurney. I'm Brian Goldman. See you next week.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.